Come up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Wake them up, get them up, get them going. It is Ian Rod B on a Tuesday. Four days for the Longhorn season opener. We've got a lot to do. Five hours uh, might be enough today, maybe enough, to get everything in we need to talk about, including the Longhorns and the Rice Owls and the uh, first big weekend of college football. NFL's cut-down day is today, 3 o'clock this afternoon. All 32 teams have to have their rosters trimmed to 53 players, so all eyes on uh, some big storylines, including the Indianapolis Colts, where they trade Jonathan Taylor. That's the deadline that was given. Also could be other moves made yesterday. Tough day in the desert yesterday for a lifetime Longhorn, that's for sure. Surprising news from the Arizona Cardinals. We'll dive into the NFL. Great night in Major League Baseball for the Astros and Rangers. That uh, race in the AL West continues to be a, uh, a must-see situation. And uh, we'll get to the rest of it as we launch you. And we appreciate you being there, waking up with us. Austin's only local morning sports conversation, five hours a morning, five days a week here on 101.9 and AM 1260. And, of course, all over the place on our digital streaming apps. If you find us there on your, your smartphone, whichever one you carry, also on our Twitch channel at hornfm.com, on our YouTube channel as well. That's easy to subscribe to, youtube.com slash at the horn. Austin is where you can find that as well. So we are out there for you, and we appreciate you being with us, waking up with us each and every morning. And we start this 29th of August, as I say, four days to the start of the Longhorn football season. Look who it is. He is our shutdown corner, holding down his side of the show uh, at a very high level. Five hours a day each day uh, here on Hook 'em Up. The former DB high uh, player out of the 713. DBU here in the 512. Four stops in the NFL. He's a lifetime Longhorn football theorist. We're 21 in your program, but. Uh, Always number one in your heart, Mr. Rod Babers. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I appreciate the intro. Game week, so uh, energy level really high. high. Sure it is for the Longhorn Nation as well. Four miles in this morning? Uh, got the four miles in, Sweet. man. Um, good time, too. Real good time. So how you do anything is how you do everything. Let's, let's get like it popping. Let's get it popping. Uh, but also, of course, uh, shout out to uh, those who choose to serve uh, this morning. We salute you. Our society built on the selflessness of service. Uh, and It is also a burden, but it also is an honor for those who choose to serve. So whether you are serving God, country, or community, we salute you this morning because we know you are up, up early with us. Uh, so we hope you're hooking up with us. So uh, shout out to all those teachers, the soldiers, the uh, have, you know the, uh, the first responders, the uh, those waste management, anybody. All right, who serves? We appreciate you. We want to salute you this morning. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Every single morning here on Ian Rod B. Ty Henderson is our producer. He is through the glass. He is serving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, was just watching, as you were saying that, I was watching some U.S. Open highlights. Serving. Um, with Serve it up. 100 miles an hour plus. But yeah, Come actually, on. we appreciate the. Uh, the folks who serve every single morning, every single day, five hours each morning here on Ian Rod B. As we crank this thing up, so you do four miles. You just run through the neighborhood. You don't go to a uh, track or anything. Uh, no, I don't go to track. Just run through the neighborhood. You know, it's usually pretty good. Unless uh, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm scared of really. It's like a skunk. I almost got sprayed by a skunk the other morning. Oh yeah, yeah, the varmints and those oh, kind yeah. of things. I, I, I heard it and I, I saw it later on as I turned around. I was like, oh man, that was a skunk. Could have sprayed me. I don't know what it. It kind of hissed. I have no idea what the hell yeah, it that's did. That's a deal. You uh, maybe want. it did spray. I, I. It didn't get on me. Maybe I was too quick for the spray. 
But there you go. Speed. That's... <laughs> Speed. Speed. Quickness. Yeah. <laughs> Run away from the uh, smell. Well, it, it was a little cooler this morning, I would guess. Oh, it felt great. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's fantastic. I, I, you know, as we're looking for a respite from the uh, the temperatures, I will say yes. that, uh, you know, we're, we're getting some of the cooler. It's still going to be almost 100 degrees every day, but it's just a little less humidity. What's that forecast for Saturday? Morning. What's that Saturday forecast? We get we're triple, still looking at triple hot. digits, anyway. We're yeah. still looking at really, really mm-hmm. hot. I mean, I think uh, that's just what we're going to hey. deal with. Hydrate but, accordingly, um, people. Yeah, hydrate. Hi, yeah, 100, but 72 in the morning, a little less humidity, so... Not as uh, a little more bearable than it's been, right. but it's going to be hot at two thirty when the long ones <laughs> kick off against the right. Out. Not it's humid. I think that is the key. That's probably why you were able to churn out four oh, miles yeah. this morning. Got to get it in, man. Get it in. All right, so uh, crank it out and let's talk some football. Let's start with the headlines. We'll get to uh, behind the burn orange curtain this hour. Steve Sarkeesian did have his opening week and game week news conference yesterday. A lot of news uh, conversations there to be had. Also the. Uh, the Just the Facts segment before the end of the hour. First, so let's, let's start the hour as we do. Get you caught up on the news of the morning. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. And we'll start with the football side of things. T-minus four days to the Longhorn season opener with the Rice Owls. In his first game week press conference yesterday, Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian said he's excited to see his team perform at a high level. Wants to see them transfer the practice field habits they developed and the uh, a repertoire right to a game. Coach Sark also re- responded publicly for the first time to the comments made last week by Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark while he was at a Texas Tech football booster function, and uh, Sark didn't mince words. You know, I got a letter from the commissioner about sportsmanship the day before that speech, and so I'm trying to figure out, you know, about what are we promoting to our student-athletes and then to go say those types of things. So I'm, I'm not guessing he's going to have his Thanksgiving dinner with us the night before that game. Um, but the reality of it is, you know, that's, a lot's been made about that. A lot's been made about a T-shirt being made. Let, let's not make this more than it is. Man, this is about us. We're focused on what we get to do and why we get to do it. We know who's behind us, and that's okay. Now let's go play. Saturday's game kicks at 2.30. Longhorn 74-21 and one all-time against Rice. They've won uh, gone 44-8 and eight against the Owls in Austin all-time. They've currently won 17 straight. They're a 35-point favorite against the Owls on Saturday. Major League Baseball, quite a night for uh, Jose Altuve in Boston and the Texas Rangers in New York. We'll start in Beantown, where the Astro All-Star became the first Astro for the cycle in a decade. Lead Houston to a route of the Red Sox in Game 1 of that series. Altuve doubled in the third inning, singled in the fifth, found the triple in the sixth, and then came to bat again in the eighth inning. And Altuve sends one high, sends one deep, sends one into the Boston night. 13 to 4. Hit number four for Jose Altuve, and he hits for the cycle. There it is, last night on Astros TV, only the ninth Astro all time to hit for the cycle. Clubs first, as we said, since 2013. They'll play game two of that series tonight. Huge win for the slumping Rangers as well last night. They open a series with the last place Mets in New York, and they were down 3-2 to two in the ninth inning. But for the first time all season, they rallied for the win. You had a, a leadoff single for Joe DeHaim and then a big double for Ezekiel Duran. But back-to-back strikeouts had the Rangers with the bases loaded and Nathaniel Lowe uh, at the dish. Nine. The 2-1. And this one hit sharply into right field, base hit. Smith scores. Here comes Duran. The throw, not in time. Two runs score, and the Rangers take a 4-3 lead in the ninth. 
Yeah, they would close it out in the home half of the ninth there in New York. Texas had been 0-47 in games that they had trailed entering the ninth inning this season before last night. Huge win there. As we say, they have been slumping. In Seattle, the Mariners are definitely not slumping. They won again last night, beat the A's 7-0. So no change atop the AL West. Seattle has a one-game lead over both the Rangers and the Astros. NFL, today is the final cutdown day around the league. All 32 teams must trim their rosters down to 53 by 3 o'clock today. Tough day in the desert yesterday for a Longhorn legend. Arizona Cardinals announced a couple things. First, that they, as expected, their quarterback Kyler Murray won't be activated off the physically unable to perform list before today's deadline. He's only eight months removed from ACL surgery on his knee. But in a surprise move, the team released quarterback Colt McCoy. Colt has been the uh, first-team QB all spring into training camp and through the preseason. Move comes four days after they traded. Excuse me for Joshua Dobbs from Cleveland. Speaking of the Browns, they made another move yesterday, acquiring L.A. Chargers kicker Dustin Hopkins. That means the former Longhorn and Lake Travis Cavalier Cameron Dicker has won the Chargers' starting kicker job. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Top Guns join forces with the legendary Austin Outdoor Power to give you the best lines of outdoor power equipment and the fastest repair turnaround times in town. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. All right, take a lesson, Texans. This is how you tank. All right, the Arizona Cardinals, this is how you tank. Because they decided, you know what, Cobra Coy, a little too competent. Just a little too competent at the quarterback position. Let's roll the dice. Was it Clayton Toon now? Or Josh Dobbs are going to be their starting quarterbacks? Who just got there four days ago. <laughs> Doesn't even know the play. Neither one of them really know the A playbook or the playbook. Hey, this is, hey Texans, this is how you tank. All right? You leave no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too competent. <laughs> Co- I like the Co- way you Co- put Co- that. was way too competent. If you're trying to tank now, man. He may Co- stumble into some wins. <laughs> right. They may get inspired by Colt. You know he's a good leader too. No, no, no. We don't need a guy like that in the locker room. You know he'll he'll rally the troops. Have that me us against the world mentality. Colt ain't trying to go out there and get embarrassed. No, 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 no. Way too competent. Somebody else could use Colt. We we don't need Colt. Somebody else actually could use him because they need a competent backup. No, no, no. He's way too competent for this uh for this tank job. There you go. Well done, Cardinals. Yeah. Well done. I mean, you got they, they, This is a great tank job right now. The way it's looking. I mean, it seems like it's. if it fails, I'd be shocked. I'd yeah. be shocked if this tank fails. No, I mentioned last week uh, <laughs> one of the easier future bets. I'm sure it's changed since yesterday, but you remember the, the, the over-under win total for the Cardinals. I know it's the 17-game oh, season. man. was four and a half, and I'm like, there's no way this team wins five games. <laughs> you did games. say that. You, oh, you put money no on it. No way they win five I think games. You, did you put yeah, a little change on bet. it? Yeah, futures bet. <laughs> I mean, you got you got to get it last week. And look, anybody who's paying attention knows that this is a brand-new head coach. Mm-hmm. It's a brand-new general manager. Mm-hmm. And, and all through the coaching search, the Kyler Murray injury and his attitude was a big part of the search. I mean, who's going to take this job knowing that the starting quarterback's hurt? Uh, I mean, it's almost, as I heard people yesterday act surprised that Kyler Murray wasn't activated. Kyler Murray had surgery on his knee in January. Oh, yeah. I mean, this no. guy's not ready to play, and he's their franchise quarterback, whether he's going to be – after their tank job, and they draft Caleb Williams or whatever happens, uh, we'll figure that soap opera out next <laughs> offseason. You hit the head. You hit it. <laughs> but there was no way they were going to rush him back on the field. But, you know, it was, the, the evidence was all there. When they didn't sign anybody other than Colt McCoy, I mean, that they just let Colt run the team. And then mm-hmm. right before the, the start of the season, they trade for a, <sighs> you know, a young – Joshua Dobbs, and even a young quarterback. He's been around the league since 2018. I mean, uh-huh. But we know who he is. We know what Joshua Dobbs is. That's <laughs> – you know what I mean? That, that's, and I'm not saying that, but he's a, he's a backup quarterback in, in the NFL. 
And maybe Clayton he hadn't even proven that yet. He hadn't really <laughs> Colt McCoy's proven he's a backup quarterback and can win yes. you some football games yes. if you put him on the field. But that's not... the problem. You just hit the nail on the head. That's the problem. Don't he win. can win you some football games. No, no, no. We don't need that. That's a variable we want to remove from the equation. He can win football. Oh, no, no, no. We don't need that. No, no, no. Can Joshua Dobbs win? No. Okay, good. <laughs> Leave him in the equation. Well, so they traded DeAndre Hopkins. Now they have no quarterback. Isaiah, oh, yeah, Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons has been traded. Because he's a good player. He's a good young player. Yeah, he, so we he trade might have him. a breakout year this year. Nah, we can't afford that. Get that guy out of here. Get that, get that that's guy. How you, that's how you tank, man. This is this is it. And they, they are going – I mean, that, I think they're trying to get that – you know, hopefully the Texans don't help them out. Yeah, the Texans need Texans to make their need pick to, not as high. Yeah, Texans need to show up because they, they can't have them getting one and two. They definitely going to get – that first overall pick, though. And they, they're drafting a quarterback, folks. They're drafting a quarterback. And that, then they'll deal with the Kyler Murray, you know, because they, 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 they can't release Kyler Murray at the no. end, end of the season. They owe, there's an $81 million money. Dollar yeah. dead cap hit Too much that money. they would have to deal with it. And uh, so, yes, I mean, they're tanking without a doubt. And you hate it for Colt this close to the season. Oh, no, no. Colt, oh, no, no. I mean, yeah, you hate it, but he's going to man, he's gonna get picked up so quick. I, I mean, I honestly, I don't think it'll be 72 hours before Colt's picked up. I I don't think so. Right, well, I tend right, to when agree. When you upgrade, well, you're, I should, you're, right, you're right. I shouldn't say I feel bad for Cole because Cole doesn't have to play with that team. I was worried oh, that this man. was going to be shades of him when he was in Cleveland to start his career, and he was just getting crushed. That, remember, oh, remember his yeah. dad had to go down to the sidelines to try to make because he was right. just, <laughs> he's getting no help, man. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, nobody wants that for yeah. a player. And uh, Cole McCoy has, has made a, a heck of a 12-year career out of this backup quarterback oh. thing. and. He'll 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 find out. He'll find work. I mean, there's oh, that's no question. He's just, like I said, he's way too competent. That's why they had to make a move. They were like, nah, this guy can win win a couple of games. Remember, I gave you the stat yesterday, guys. About we were talking about Trey Lance and Dak Prescott. Guys, last season, sixty eight different teams, six sorry, sixty eight different starting quarterbacks, sixty eight different starting quarterbacks last season in twenty twenty two. If you look at all time, that's the second most behind the strike year where they had the replacement players. So if you just want to count just you know seasons that are considered just normal seasons without a strike or replacement players, that's the most starting quarterbacks they've had in any one season. 21 teams relied on multiple starting quarterbacks. And you had 13 teams that played at least three quarterbacks. Cole McCoy is going to get snatched up, and he's going to play somewhere. Just based on the odds. Just kind of what you know the numbers say. He's going to end up playing somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and he's too valuable. Yeah, I mean it's uh, good for Colt to get out of there. And this text says Colt's a man with too much integrity to purposely tank for a team. Anyhow, yeah, he might try to win you some games. Do some film study, you know, prep work. Oh man, he gets to see those teams in the division twice a year, and that's the other part of my unders bet. Uh, you know, the futures bet. Uh, they mm-hmm. play in a division with the 49ers, the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks, and the Rams. Good. You know, they, come, yeah. they, they may go all for the division. They may go all for the season. I mean, they just don't have any good players. And that's, you know, Coach go, you know, that one, <laughs> he's going to win. He's going to try to rally the troops, man. The, you know, he's going to get your water, too. That's cause his thing, and you can't afford that. That that would make it too close. Well, there's another team that's really – there's going to be one team that's also really bad. We just don't know who it's going to be. Well, well, we could probably predict, and we'll do that we here coming could. up and as we get close to the season. We got all, it's we got not all, the Texans. Well, today's a big day in the NFL, and then it kind of got dies down, and there's no games until a week from Thursday. Then, then the season kicks off. Today's a big day, so we'll keep our eyes on that Indian. Indianapolis situation. Will Jonathan mm. Taylor be traded? Apparently the Dolphins are still in, engaged in talks, and there's a mystery team, apparently, for the 24-year-old all-pro running back. Mm. Um, I wonder uh, who that, that is. That story continues. Maybe Jerry um, Jones. Yeah, and also, <laughs> hey, I said in the headlines. The way with, things are going, <laughs> it's like Jerry's like, I got him. 
But uh, congratulations to uh, Lifetime Longhorn Cameron Dicker. Ty Ward the Jeff all day. He's like, oh boy. It's like he's hot at the craps table right Yeah, now. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great Keep making analogy. trades. Keep making trades. Come on. Keep making trades. I'm Jimmy right now. <laughs> well, we'll talk. We'll get to behind the burn orange curtain coming up. But uh, as we say, congrats to Cameron Dicker, the Lifetime Longhorn. That's great news. Well, he had a great camp, and you just wondered what the Chargers were going to do. Because uh, Dustin Hopkins, their under contract kicker who'd play, who'd been their kicker, uh, you know, the heir apparent, had been injured. So that mm-hmm. gave Cameron Dicker the opportunity, and he had a really good camp and throwing a strong leg and uh, wasn't missing kicks. And uh, so they get to this point where you got to get rid of one of them, and they trade him to Cleveland. And the Browns were looking for a, a veteran kicker. I wonder if the Cowboys should have been involved in that instead of trading for third-string quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. either way, Dustin Hopkins is now uh, <laughs> going to the Browns, and that means um, Cameron Dicker. Will be your kicker, which means now you have your fantasy drafts. You Longhorn fans, you can draft Cameron Dicker and Justin Tucker if you need to for your kicker. You gotta have a kicker on your fantasy team. Gotta have a good kicker, huh? And the uh, Longhorns kind of race to get Tucker because Tucker's man, that guy's an assassin back there. Oh man, talking about goat stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, talking about uh, Cameron Dicker though, he ended. I mean, he had a end to last season that was pretty good, yeah. right? This uh, telling he had, I believe, he was special teams player of the week at, at one time in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. both AFC and NFC. Uh, special teams. I player think you're right. Well, he yes, kicked a couple of right. game Good point. Kicked a couple Good of game He played for the yeah. Eagles. He played for the Chargers. And was clutch. Yeah, uh, for both. both. Yeah. yeah. No, I he earned him a job. So I understand. He's probably cheaper than another guy. I haven't looked at the salaries, but I'm assuming he might be a little cheaper. We will uh, keep an eye on that waiver wire today because there were what yeah. 40, 41 Longhorns in training camps around you know all time Longhorns, and so trying to make spots. And so far, Colt McCoy's the only one that's released. Uh, I was yeah. keep, I was keeping my eye on that Chargers situation because they they weren't going to keep two kickers. And obviously they make the trade, so Cameron Dicker is in in L.A. So we'll some be, guys will be cut, and then they'll be brought on practice squad. So really, it's yeah. tough until like tomorrow to really get until everything's kind of settles. And some guys will get cut and then brought back once people are put on the IR. And yes, stuff like that. exactly. So, so, so wink, wink deals. Yes. So it is. It, it's a little tough right now to get everything, but uh, yeah, it's some guys, man. Trust me, I, I've been those guys. Hey, Malik, Jeff- <laughs> Malik Jefferson might make the roster for the Cowboys. Maybe, and yeah, it's, they're, I, they're I, at linebacker. And I love that they've expanded the practice squad now. Now you can have older guys on the practice squad, and you can stay on the practice squad for longer. So that also is really good for the guys too. So, well, and you live this, Rod, and, and I heard Lewis Riddick from ESPN saying this yesterday, and it's pretty poignant that. You know, people will hear these cuts and, and, you know, won't think much of them. But, you know, it, it is really hard to measure, you know, just how much commitment it takes oh, for, for for someone to put their time in to try to make one of these teams and the, the work and the off season and the, and the blood and the sweat and the tears and putting your body on the line. And today's the day where you find out if you have a job or not. And if you don't, then what's next? I mean, you've lived that life. Oh, I mean, it, that's not it's... an easy thing. And, you, you know, we all have jobs we have to perform. But, man, this is a business. Yeah, no, it's uh, I always describe it as unfortunately it's the it's a day where a lot of dreams die. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and every we all have in our lives where you know certain dreams just have to die as you move on in your life as you get older, and that's just the way it is. And unfortunately. It's what you know. Some of y'all, Ty's football dreams died, you know, long ago. You're, you're, you're whatever. You're a baseball player. And I, cry, so. I cried like a baby. Exactly. Right. The moment I realized, like, you know, damn, I'm never gonna play again. That's it. That was, that was it. Yeah. yeah. It's like well, my for, entire life leading up to that point. Exactly. Just no more. Like yeah. uh, what? So if, if people have been there, they got their own kind of journey in it. But think about some of these guys have been playing this game now. They're probably I don't know, 25, 26, and they've been playing this game for 15 years or something like that, and their journey's going to end. Like, that dream is going to die. And I, that's it's kind of put it in perspective for me that, yeah, so, and you got to, 
if you you know if you have been through it, then you understand. Some guys are just trying to keep that dream alive <laughs> uh, as long as they can. The average career is three and a half years. You know what I mean? That's just the reality. <laughs> you're living your dream. You always want to be a well, sports radio guy. You're living your dream right now. Well, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and it'll come to an end someday. But that's the hard part for me to get my head around is that you know Ty's dream came to an end at 18. Yours, you know, but when you're 24, 25, 26, and that dream is is now, you know, you're cut. You get the cut down day, and oh, now man. you're out. And, and when you're in the NFL, you've been that guy. Like, yes. you've been the best oh, player yeah. you've been, yes, you've on been most star. teams your yeah. entire life. <laughs> yeah. So getting cut, you're like, what? Now you're just I, a I'm, jag. I'm, not just, that I know how that feels. You're but. just a jabroni yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, just when you realize, like, oh, no, dog, you just, you're just a cog in the machine. Like, you're, you're not special. <laughs> you think you're special. You're not special. And, it's hard, and, and, and there's a lot of time and, and effort and, and uh, oh, yeah. work put into making those teams. There's no doubt about it. Okay, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the Longhorn coming up. We know the uh, the Brett Yormark comments and Sark's response to them will be a big conversation this morning. I want to oh, hear your thoughts. But yeah. uh, one other note, you know, you had a, 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 long, a lot of thoughts on the Cowboys' acquisition of, of Trey Lance yesterday, yes, Friday, for a fourth-round pick and gave the great reasons why it's a good move for the Cowboys structurally and big picture. Also, though, the move taking a lot of criticism nationally because of potentially the pressure it puts on Dak Prescott or the message it sends. Mm-hmm. I'll just say this. Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, who pulled this deal off on Friday, and Jerry you know, subsequently said he didn't want to get off the phone with the Niners once he had them you know, on the phone. Yep. But he should have called, consulted Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. The fact that they made this move without any conversation with their quarterback or their head coach you know, it's the GM's job, it's the president's job, but my opinion is that they should have cued McCarthy and Dak, or at least one of the two or both, that they, this deal was going to go down. I, I think it would have been a courtesy to Dak. One, you should have taken. I agree. You should, you should, uh, you should have actually you know, went through with that. I'm with you. Even if it's just a text or whatever, I'm sure he would appreciate it. Remember, we talked about not, not Deshaun Watson is the best example of this, uh, but how the uh, Texans didn't alert him of the DeAndre Hopkins trade. He found out about it on the crawl on ESPN, and that was the initial uh, point of his, uh, you know, dis disgruntled, <laughs> disgruntlement with the uh, the Texans. He was disgruntled because of that, and then everything else kind of went downhill. Um, so I'm with you. I think, and, and with Mike McCarthy, that's honestly, to me, that's just standard procedure. You should, <laughs> I mean, that's standard operating procedure. You should. That's your head coach. You, you know, even when you're on the phone, you should be like, "Hey, hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring Mike in on this. I gotta talk to Mike real quick." Yeah. Let me, even if I, even if I don't really consider his opinion. I at least need to hear it. I need to hear it because yep. it might change my opinion. That's counsel. That so I, he's bullish on it, and I get it. By the way, Bill Walsh did this too. Bill Walsh brought all his coaches in and asked them to vote on Steve Young, and they most of them voted no. <laughs> we do not want to bring Steve Young in, he, and he walked out and he did it anyway. Well, that's because he was like, "Hey, I know better." Jerry Jones is no Bill Walsh. <laughs> right. Well, but that's, you know. I will uh, say that. <laughs> but, but at least they were brought in and, and they got their opinion heard. Right? Yes, exactly. And, and that's, that was the point. Yes. Yeah. But so this, look, if you, here's what's happened in the, let's, let's just think about this move. And it's not just to make it controversial for the Cowboys because Mike McCarthy has said he has no problem with it. Dak Prescott has said the right thing as well. But what you've done in this offseason, getting rid of Kellen Moore, is empower Mike McCarthy to have more power over the offense. And you're wanting to empower Dak Prescott to be in charge of the offense and the quarterback room, right? He's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And this impacts his room. He's the quarterback. And at least a courtesy, hey, we're going to pick up this guy. And Look, it's not lost on Dak that, you know, Trey Lance was the third pick in the draft just a few years ago. This is a talented young player. Uh, Dak's going to say the right thing, that if mm-hmm. it makes us a better team, then I'm all for it. But at the same time, 
he is the leader. He is the leader of the offense. He is the quarterback. Let him know it's coming. Let him know it's going to happen. Don't let him find it out on the news that they've acquired Trey Lance, because you know anybody in that situation would be like, oh wow, that that's out of the blue. I thought uh, maybe. You know, because Cooper Rush is your backup quarterback. Yes. He's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, you know, it's a project, but uh, uh, I, I just think you know conversation should have been had ahead of that. But that's that's the Cowboys, and some will some believe uh, that this could be a distraction for Dak Prescott. Uh, maybe it's a, it's a it's an emergency plan. Maybe it's part of the negotiating for the new new contract down the road. All the things you talked about yesterday. All, all I would say. What if it's all those things? All those things. All, all I would them. say is just. Fill in your people, uh, because if you're going to empower Mike McCarthy to be the leader of your offense and your team, you know he just found out about this like we all did. Like, you know, well, we've, we've picked up Trey Lance, because um, as you said with Bill Walsh, at least you, you call McCarthy and say, "Look, we're, we have a chance to pull this off. We think it's a good deal. We're probably going to do it. What do you think?" Uh, at least his voice is heard. Uh, yeah. and, 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 <laughs> and you go do what you're going to do, <laughs> and, he, and he doesn't have to respond to it to the media after everyone's found out that he had no idea it was happening. Uh, and it just happened. And he's going to say the right thing at that point. Uh, you, that's obvious. Um, yeah. And then Dak Prescott the same. I just, um, so, yeah, I think everybody has to be open minded to say how this could become a bit of a distraction. Maybe it's not, but you got to at least leave open the. Because uh, that's what you're trying to eliminate if you're Jerry Jones at this point. You've got your roster built. You've got your team. You're ready to go. What you don't want is any type of ripple that could could distract this football team. I don't know that this will, but. Uh, I, I would not have uh, done it without telling anybody else. Here's the excerpt from uh, the Michael Lombardi book about Bill Walsh. He said, the truth is that Bill Walsh labored over the decision. In fact, he eventually held that emergency meeting to get his staff's opinion on the trade. And though lots of people will claim they knew all along that Young was destined for greatness in the NFL, I'm here to tell you that when Walsh asked for a show of hands of those who supported making the deal, none went up, not one. Walsh actually stormed out of the room and made the deal anyway. <laughs> well, I, I would also the hell, say that. With these people, they don't know the hell they're talking about. But Bill Walsh famously said that, you know, very few people, very few people can coach the quarterback position. Even fewer can evaluate them. I'm, I'm, my point is, Bill Walsh did like you said you should do it. If you know what you're doing, just ask their opinion and then move on. Well, and I think that's what a strong leader does. You still stick by your convictions, but you heard out your people. They had their voice, and, uh, but they all know you're the boss. And that's what I'm here for. I take all of, all you know data points to make mm-hmm. a decision. I appreciate y'all's thoughts, but I have a strong belief in this player. And you know, same thing could be for Jerry Jones. And obviously, they they did their due diligence on Trey Lance when he was coming out of, uh, into the draft, and now he's a, a Dallas Cowboy. All right, we'll talk about it with you. Uh, thoughts on that? Thoughts on uh, the Colt McCoy situation? And yet, uh, don't don't expect many wins out of the Arizona Cardinals this year. They don't want to win Mm-mm. this year. But coming back, the Longhorns do want to win. It all starts on Saturday. We'll dive in behind the burn orange curtain with Steve Sarkeesian's Game Week News Conference. The thoughts on Brett Yormark, the goals for his team this year. We'll get to all that as we're just getting warmed up. It's Ian Rodby. Hook him up on a Tuesday. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Austin, Texas Sports. The Horn. Indeed. Colt McCoy was set to earn $3.75 million for the upcoming season as the backup quarterback for the Cardinals. He will take... 2.25 of that with him per his release. So, you know, he leaves with a chunk of change, Rod. Uh, move freed up a little bit of cap space for Arizona. They won't oh, use yeah. it. They won't use it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That would be dumb. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, you know, no, Col- Colt no. can go find uh, other gig or he's got, you know, two and a half million bucks in his pocket and he can 
Call it a career if he wants to. He I could. Don't. I don't think he will, though. I think he was ready to play this year. Uh, that's part of the reason they had to let him go. He's, he looked too ready. They said, well, he, he was started walking around the facilities. They're like, man, this dude is really excited about the season. He was QB1. We got to give you exactly. He's getting guys motivated around here. He's putting in extra hours. We cannot have this. This guy may win a couple of games. This guy, we got to get Colt out of here. Uh, he's way too competent. So, uh, yeah, Colt, I think he'll get a job. So, like I said, it's 68 different starting quarterbacks in the NFL last season. 21 teams used multiple uh, starting quarterbacks. 13 used at least three different starting quarterbacks. The NFL, with the 17 games, teams are using more quarterbacks. So you had two third-string quarterbacks playing in the playoffs. I mean, that's just it's unheard of. So Colt will get a job somewhere, and he will be playing. Um, and I'm sure he made himself a nice chunk of change. Yeah, on his way out. And, yeah. uh, you know, man the ship. But uh, anybody <laughs> surprised that Kyler Murray is not ready to play hasn't been paying attention to, uh, you know, ACL yeah. surgeries, and this was obvious when the surgery didn't happen until January on his knee. Uh, this was part of their entire offseason. So, yeah, Arizona not going to be good this year. Nobody um, wants to rush him because they need him healthy for trade yeah. possibilities in the future. Well, and his legs are a big part of his game. I mean, yep. you don't want to put him on you know, as a diminished player. That would be – that would be uh, again, again, they have a new head coach and new general manager. They've got a kind of a clean slate, and that's why the, the house cleaning is happening with the Arizona Cardinals, Ooh. and Colt McCoy just got caught up in that. I like Wichita Resident's uh, prediction for Colt. Colts Col- to the Niners. Niners. Well, they say I'm darn old. They do. We sound really like a third string. They don't have a third. And they need, probably they. I mean, they probably do have one. But hey, man, that's an upgrade. I mean, that's an upgrade. It's a guy. And the, by the way, the 49ers, one of their big issues throughout the years, why they can't get over hump is injuries to the quarterback position. They need to anticipate it. They need to assume their third string quarterback is probably going to end up playing somehow. Yeah. They don't want that, but. It's happened for them. Yeah, we'll be keeping our eye on the NFL waiver wire today at three o'clock. Is that deadline, and obviously that's the deadline the Colts have given Jonathan Taylor to work a trade out, and then they'll have to figure out how they're going to play with that moving forward with the Colts and uh, their best player on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but you know, it's all about college football. We're T minus four days to Texas and Rice in the biggest college football weekend, or the first college football weekend of the year. And it starts on Thursday, Rod. We got game Thursday mm-hmm. night with a good one. Utah hosting Florida. That's going to be That's nice. That's the Thursday night game. And looks like Cam Rising, the, light, the former Longhorn, won't be playing in that game. He's also not healthy. He got hurt in the Rose Bowl last yeah. year. Uh, they play a, a Florida team with Billy Napier. It's just, it's a it's a it's a first week that has Thursday games and all the way to Sunday with that LSU Florida State matchup that everybody's so eager to check out. But obviously, it includes the Longhorns and the Rice Owls. With that in mind, let's go behind the burn orange curtain. And they were all asking themselves same question. What is behind that curtain? All right. Um, before we dive into um, what Sark had to say at the media availability and all the different things that were addressed, you played the comments uh, from uh, Sark <laughs> addressing Brett Yarmark's joke down in Lubbock. Uh, we'll replay it for you real quick, just kind of set the table uh, and give you our thoughts on what Sark had to say. Here is Sark addressing what Brett Yarmark had to say. You know, I got a letter from the commissioner about sportsmanship the day before that speech, and so I'm trying to figure out, you know, about what are we promoting to our student-athletes and then to go say those types of things. So I'm, I'm not guessing he's going to have his Thanksgiving dinner with us the night before that game. Um, but the reality of it is, you know, that's, a lot's been made about that. A lot's been made about a T-shirt being made. Let's not make this more than it is. Man, this is about us. We're focused on what we get to do and why we get to do it. We know who's behind us, and that's okay. Now let's go play. Damn, that was a perfect response. It was It was classy. It, he took the high road. I mean, slow clap. Sorry. Well done. That's 
It was. It was perfect. It was a per- basically just he called him a hypocrite without calling him a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like I said, that that was perfect. Uh, the perfect comeback for a coach at the University of Texas. I loved it. That I couldn't have asked for a better comeback from my 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 head coach of my football team. To to comment. By the way, and I I supported Brett Yarmark's comments. He's doing what's best for him. And like Sark said, man, this is about us. I ain't worried about all that other stuff. This is about uh, I love the way he, he brought it down in, in the at the end. It's like, no, no. I know there's a lot going on about T-shirts and all that. Man, this is about us. It's about us. We knew, about this and team. we know who's behind us. Yeah. Uh, I added it out a little bit where he talked about, you know, we represent the University of Texas and, you know, 500,000 living alumni and four national championship oh. teams. We, but we know who's behind us, and uh, we're going to be fine. And then, you know, we don't need to be victims and all this stuff. We're just going to go play our game and – you know, if we want to win the Big 12, that's up to us. That's good stuff. That's up to us to handle our business well and uh, get that done. But, uh, you know, there was a lot. That was that was near the end of the news conference That was yesterday. toward the end, yeah. It was toward there, the was, there was a lot of good stuff uh, from Sark on, on, on this team, where they're going. And I'll just say this. After listening to that press conference again yesterday and last night, my buddy Mike Craven and I did our Eyes on Texas multicast. And, you know, the, the Sark, he, one thing's real clear. Sark really likes this team. You know, you, you talk about how connected he is to these guys. Sark likes this team. Uh, he, you know, he feels like he knows what he's getting from them on a day-to-day basis. Uh, he's not having to, you know, chase down and put out fires that often. It doesn't sound like, you know, these guys show up. These guys show up and they go to work. Now, does that mean they're going to go win every game? Well, they're all going to watch and see. But you can tell this coach, because you can also tell the opposite of that, Rob, mm-hmm. when a coach is kind of having t- trouble with his team, right, and he's having yep. to do motivational things and motivational tactics and. You know, the, the Sark likes these guys. He, I think he genuinely likes the leadership on his team and, and where his team's mind is as they head into week one. Yeah, I totally I mean, he said that. He said this team looks like my kind of team. They talk like uh, a Sark team. They run like a Sark team. They, you know, they, they compete like a Sark team. They have all the intangibles of what a Sark team is supposed to be. Now, that, and I love that he says that. This this is a Sark team. You just talked about it, too. It looks like he in, he enjoys being around the team. He enjoys talking about these guys. I think he's really proud of what they've built so far, and he wants to showcase that. So this is a Sark team. Looks like it, smells like it, talks like it, moves like it, whatever. Um, is a Sark team a championship team? Yeah, here we go. Right? Because uh, and- this is the ultimate Sark team. This is a Sark team. You built it. This ain't the one, you know, you were offensive coordinator for Nick Saban's team. No, this is a Sark team. Is a Sark team a championship team? And that is the question that will be answered this season. Because this is a Sark team. I agree with you. Looks like it. Smells like it. Talks like it. Walks like it. Runs like it. Hits like it. Competes like it. Okay. Is a Sark team a title team? That's what we all hope and we're all, we all believe. Yeah. Uh, sounds like he believes. Can I play this for you? This is uh, talking about the good vibe in the locker room, where this team is right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, headed into the Rice game, and you know they got through the uh, the training camp without sustaining any major injuries. It feels like, and they're pretty healthy and ready to go. Sark on the, on the good vibe that he sees when he hits that locker room every day. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I love football. This is the best time of the year, man. I mean, the the, the fall is awesome. I mean, it's it's football. You know, it's football time of the year, and. I'm not the biggest fan of July sports, you know. I mean, I can only watch so much golf on a Sunday afternoon. There's just not as much going on. So now that it's football season, I love that. Like, I'm a a fan of football. I'm a fan of college football. I'm a fan of high school football. I'm a fan of the NFL. We've got coaches on the team. Their sons are playing little league ball. Like that. That it's this time of year. So that that part always kind of perks me up. but I like the like this team is fun to be around, and I think 
they've gotten to a point where they've really gotten to learn me and know me beyond just being Coach Sark, but kind of who I am. Uh, in turn, I've learned a lot about them. Like I said, this summer I've been really connected to them, so I've been around them probably more than I ever have the last two seasons. Um, and I think this team generally understands, like, when we practice, we're going to work, but we can work and have fun. Like, this is called a game for a reason, and, you know, we shouldn't have to work football. It takes a lot of hard work, but at the end of the day, at 2.30 on Saturday, we're going to play, and we're going to play better because of the hard work that we've put in, and, and I, don't, I don't question the work ethic of our team. You know, they, they've worked hard all offseason long, uh, now we need to prepare really well this week from the intricacies, from a game plan perspective. Um, but this is why we do all that we do. You know, this is why they do 6 a.m. winter workouts in there. Uh, this is why they do the summer runs in, in 100 and whatever degree temperature. This is why we do training camp is for 12 Saturdays in the fall to hopefully earn the right to play more games after that. And so hopefully we, we embrace this moment and enjoy it um, because this is, this is what all the hard work's for. Totally agree. Yeah. It, 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 when you get to the games, like I said, the practices right now for Sark, the way he's constructed the roster, sh- it should be tougher than most games because you're going up against elite talent that should push you that probably is better than the talent you'll be facing in most games. Not all games, most games. Um, Bama, certainly not going to be the case. Hell, Maybe Oklahoma um, this year. Obviously, Oklahoma's a little bit down in the recent years. And whoever you play in the bowl game, that's when you get to the point where the games are actually really fun because you should have the confidence after having great stringing together, some great practice against really high-caliber, high-elite talent that he stacked his roster with. And then you should feel confident about your ability to execute in the game. I remember feeling like that after having great practices against Roy Williams. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, all, all week long and thinking to myself, okay, I know this guy is a, a good player, but he ain't Roy Williams. And I've been practicing against Roy Williams all week. And honestly, I'm, I think I pretty much locked him down. I'm sure Roy would have a different uh, assessment of that. But still, uh, I thought I had a good practice. And that's that confidence should carry over to the games. And that's why I think what he's kind of talking about, too, that. You know, they're confident now in practice. That competition level is really high. They're having fun because they're, no side of the ball is dominating the other. They got talent on both sides that are winning their fair share. I remember when Texas got to that point around 01 and 02 when I was here. And that was some fun practices. Yeah, well, and they were competitive was, as hell. <laughs> it was the show, man. It, it was, was the show. Man, it was. Whew. That was what you wanted to see. I didn't need to see you guys play whoever the heck you were playing on Saturdays. I needed to see the practice. No, man. That's where the real competition was for you yeah. guys. Now, this team, I don't know there yet, but you know, with the additions through the portal of, of real live starting players, the A.D. Mitchells, the Jalen Catalans, the, the guys who have played a lot of football to a growing roster, I think it's what gives Longhorn fans confidence that this can be a different, different type of team and a different type of year. Sark certainly likes what he's getting from the vibe in that locker room right now. All right, throughout the morning, we've got five hours, five days a week here on Austin's only local morning sports conversation. Ian Rod B. We'll hear Sark talking about the uh, quarterback, Quinn Yours, and how he, he's been able to coach him a little bit differently because there isn't a battle going on. He's the established QB. He's not looking over his shoulder. There's not a, a QB battle. That's actually happening behind him with the number two position with Arch Manning, Malik Murphy. Also, uh, uh, Sark did weigh in yesterday, Rod B. I know we can pick this up later on the position group he's most excited to see, like, mm-hmm. which would mean eager to see. And you yeah. probably could guess what that is. 
Mm. Uh, well, that's a couple of them that I think could, you could throw out there. But yeah, I want. I, I think for uh, for Sark, oh, I, I don't know. I think it might be easy. Yeah, when he wants to see. Yeah, <laughs> it might be pretty obvious. Not don't think don't well, think we'll, too we'll hard about you, it. We'll let you. We'll play <laughs> yeah. it for you coming up. But it's it's the guys that don't wear number five and. You know, you know, the oh, okay. number two. I mean, uh, okay, all right. Well, then, it, it might who's be... going to step up when when Bijan and Roshan are playing Sundays? Mm-hmm. What does my running back room look like? And oh, I yeah. think I think everybody's eager to see that uh, against the Rice Owls and beyond. All right, we'll come back. We'll hit the just the facts. What a night in baseball it was last night. Astros uh, get go, something go. Uh, from Jose Altuve that hadn't happened in a decade. Rangers do something they haven't done all year. And the first place team in the LOS, this kid Julio Rodriguez, continues to tear the cover off baseballs. We'll get that coming up in our What the Facts segment on the other side. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Time for our What's the Facts segment. Facts from uh, the sports world and beyond. Brought to you by Texas Orthopedics each and every morning ahead of the time of the hour. Texas Ortho. Online at TXOrtho.com. They've been doing this since 1986. They are uh, the best helping you with uh, all of your care uh, from head to toe, head to toe, with their uh, great doctors, locations, seven of them all over Central Texas. Uh, Since 1986, as we said, a team of highly accredited physicians and staff. It's Texas Orthopedics, orthopedic surgeons and specialists throughout Austin, Texas. Online at TXOrtho.com. That is a Fact. If you're in pain, that's where you go. Hey, uh, RB, some What's facts. The facts. What's the facts? Baseball last night. I'll give you this. This was a big deal. The the Rangers have been 0 47. Oh, they get to a ninth inning trailing this year. Even though they've been in first place most of the year, they haven't rallied for wins. They've blown their share of uh, ninth inning games with their bullpen. But they this could be a big one. Remember, the Rangers had lost nine of ten going into a series with the last place Mets. They were struggling, and, and they were down uh, three to two last night in the ninth inning. And then, boy, the uh, it started off good. Jonah Heim had a hit, and then Ezekiel Duran had a great double into the right center field gap. So now there's two on. They end up with the bases loaded, uh, but a couple of strikeouts. Marcus Simeon struck out. Umpire was doing them no favors, by the way, behind the plate. He had a fairly uh, ridiculous strike zone last night. <laughs> but they ended up with two outs, and it looked like they were gonna, the game could end, and they weren't going to get those runs in. They had the bases loaded, nobody out. And uh, Nathaniel Lowe rips a single. That scored two runs. They win it 4-3. to three. First time all year they've come from nice. behind to win it. Uh, they lost that game. The Astros and Mariners both won. They'd have continued to slide behind. Well, the Astros had some history, too, last night as Jose Altuve hit for the cycle mm. at Fenway Park. Uh, Astros rough up the the Red Sox 13-5. to Astros have now scored 30 runs in their last two games. They're starting to heat up on offense. And Altuve, he went, uh, sing- he went double, single, triple home run. Nice. And the home run, Come on. Uh, you know, finished it off. Sweet. And for Astro fans, here's a fact that you probably didn't know. I didn't know this. I'm an Astros fan. The last time an Astro player hit the cycle was someone named Brandon Barnes. 2013. 2013. That's yeah. back when they were losing 100 games a year. <laughs> no, that's why nobody cared. That was Brandon Barnes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before that, it was 06 with Luke Scott. Google that dude. Uh, Biggio and Bagwell both did it in 01 and 02, way back in the early 2000s. Andohar Cedeno did it, Bob Watson, and Cesar Cedeno did it twice in the 70s. So <laughs> those are your Strohs, Jose Altuve. Yeah. And remember I played the sound for you yesterday, Jeremy Pena? Oh, yeah. Jeremy Pena, because mm-hmm. on, on Sunday, Jeremy Pena had a five-hit day, a five-hit ball game in Detroit. Jose Altuve's never had a five-hit game. Never? Never had a five-hit game. Hmm. But do you know he now that he's got another four-hit game last night with the cycle? He is tied with Lou Gehrig all time for most 
four hit games. Whoa. That's a pretty good name. Now that is a that's a hell of a stat. There you go. There's a that's fact nice. of the day, right? That's a nice little fact. Uh since you're uh, we were just talking about the talking a little baseball, but I want to get to some uh, some football real quick. Uh shout out to uh my man Joe Cook found this little nugget. Uh this comes from Texas Game Notes. Uh Texas for the first time since nineteen since at least nineteen ninety three. Uh, return all five starters from the previous season's offensive line. That's 30 years ago. That's crazy. Um, said said this is the first time since at least 1993 that all five starters returned from previous from the previous season's offensive line. That I cannot believe that. That's crazy. It's the 11th time it says in the past 30 seasons in which four starters returned. But I will say Kyle Flood. Remember he said that's the first time it's happened for him. Remember? Do you remember this audio? Yeah, Kyle Flood said he said it's the first time that he's ever had it happen. And this is a guy that's coached O line forever. Yeah, thirty years. I mean, yeah, and he coached at Rutgers and O line. He coached for a while. No, that's. I mean, what the what the Longhorns have is a wealth of uh, of experience up front and talent. And Flood added to it that hey, not only do I have got the heart, my entire starting offensive line back from last year, you know, we we've got young guys pushing that played last year, so I've got seven or eight guys yeah. who I am very comfortable putting on the football field. So that's led to great competition in camp, and that's a fact. I think you're right about that. That it's uh, unbelievable. Uh, it it should give the run game, you know, a boost. It certainly should give make Quinn yours. You know, if Quinn yours is is checking to the right uh, spots and getting guys lined up right, this offensive line should be able to protect him this year with guys who are going to be hard to cover down down the field. One other uh, baseball note: since I'm a seam head. Uh, well, we talked about the Astros and Rangers, the hottest team in baseball. It's a fact. The uh, the Seattle Mariners they won again last night, beat the mm. terrible Oakland A's. That's a that's what I said yesterday Just in our What's Poppin' segment at the end of the show, Rod. Astros and Rangers need to win these games because the Mariners are hot and they're playing the A's, and the A's are a 38 win team. I mean, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna keep winning because the A's are terrible, and they beat them seven to nothing last night. Uh, they have now won 12 of 13 and five in a row. Julio Rodriguez four more hits last night, Rod. This dude, this dude is in a tree. It up. During his hitting streak of 13 games, the young uh, center fielder is batting 516 with five home runs, six doubles, 21 RBIs. Ridiculous! It's the in his past 10 games, Julio Rodriguez, J Rod, as they call him, 28 hits. That's the most by any player in a 10 game span since Kenny Lofton in 1997. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Dude's on fire. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got the most four hit games basically. Of any player except for Ty Cobb in a calendar month. He's already become the uh, Ty the young... Cobb's got six of them. He's Ty got five. Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb. 1921. <laughs> Tyrus Raymond Cobb. <laughs> Julio Rodriguez, also the youngest Mariners players with, with a home run in three straight games since Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. in 1991. And I'll Come give you on, one man. other fact from baseball. Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm-hmm. For the Bravos last night, hit his 29th home run. Most by any player in a that also has 60 steals in a season. That's Ricky crazy. Henderson. Ricky Ooh. Henderson, the last one to do it. How about that? Anytime We're you going in, back, brother. Anytime you're hanging out with Ricky Henderson in any statistical category, you're doing really well. You're killing it. <laughs> Listen, I mean, that was a Just the Facts segment that included references to Lou Gehrig, Ty Cobb, Hey. Ricky Henderson, Kenny, I mean, uh, Ken Kenny Lofton was in there. Kenny Lofton, yeah. the former <laughs> Arizona basketball player. Nice. And we went deep on that one, Ron. I love that.
We have you name anybody from the 1993 Texas offensive line. <laughs> I bet I can. You probably. I, I bet I can. I can yeah, probably tell you who that the, little factoid. Uh, they they probably partied at my house in college. <laughs> I would guess. <laughs> That's probably a fact. Thank you to uh, TXOrthor.com. Nice. Texas Orthopedics bringing you just the facts. We're coming back.